London's biggest conversation continues with Steve Allen, LBC 97.3. Morning, team. Uh, today's big question, should you have a relationship with the next-door neighbour? Is it the kind of thing that, you know, you do? Or, if it all goes pear-shaped, do you then have to board up one side of your house? You know, I don't know. How would you... F- oh, it's being being Tuesday. Alan Dodgen is back with us in the studio. C'est moi. C'est moi. C'est moi. C'est moi. Mais c'est magnifique. Ah, uh, très bien. Uh, très bien. Ah, uh, oh. that in, in absolutely fabulous where they go and spend the weekend in France. I do. And a man comes to the door and and uh, and and one of the she goes, money. Just go wait, go wait, money. And at the end of the, every day, he comes to the door <laughs> and she thinks he's being really naughty and uh, and rude. So she, money, go away, go away. Yes, and it, all he's trying to say is that you're not staying here. You should be up in the chateau. <laughs> You've paid for the chateau. <laughs> Went all week. Two adverts, Alan. Oh, yes. Two adverts, both for the same thing, both uh, appealing for money for helping the children of Gaza. Right. Okay. One is from uh, Save the Children, and the other one is from Christian Aid. Okay. Mm-hmm. So both appealing for money for the Gaza crisis. What is amazing about it, and the only reason I cut this out, is because they can't work out how much it costs to feed a family. For example, if you help the children of Gaza through we save the children save the children dot org, they say a thirty five now remember these figures, a thirty five pound food package will feed a family of seven for two weeks. Right. Okay. A thirty five pound food package will feed a family of seven for two weeks. Over with Christian aid, forty one pounds will feed a family of five for a week. So, quite clearly, you're going to go with the two-week basket, because you can get an awful lot more and feed more people. I don't know what they're giving them in the Christian aid basket, but it's obviously not, not very much I mean, at all. it's a huge difference. Huge difference, isn't it? Almost twice. Almost twice the amount. Twice the amount. So, £23 can pay for a doctor for a day, mm-hmm. whereas over on the other side, £20 buys a health kit, including basic medication, bandages, plasters and disinfectant. Now, to be quite honest, I don't know why these charities are getting involved with something like this. Now, just to be clear, this is for exactly the same... Exactly the same thing, yes. Very strange that it's so different. So different, yeah. They're both exactly the same thing. They're both, um, you know, saying, this is what we do in the region. And, um... And they're, they're offering... But it's, it's such a huge difference in how much it costs to feed somebody, depending on whether you're with Christian Aid or whether you're with Save the Children. I mean, I could understand it if it was just a couple of pounds difference. Oh, no, huge amounts. It's about, but not double. It's nearly double. Nearly double. It's funny, isn't it? Charity now, and I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of charity. Don't get me wrong. I just think to myself, it's a business for life now, isn't it? Because Christian Aid say we've been working uh, in, in the Middle East for 50 years, and I think, and you've still got the same problem. And the reason is that it's an ongoing thing. Look at, um, look at, uh, at Live Aid. Yeah. Haven't solved any problems there, and yet we raise millions of pounds. So much corruption going on. Stuff arrives in the country, people thieve it. Mm. No mention of the corruption goes on. We just go, all they do is... I remember distinctly... Uh, Bob Geldof saying they send us your effing money, and so people sent in their effing money, and uh, it made no difference at all. And yet, Blue Peter did more when they dug a well. But I've never seen any programs done after. Uh, oh, they like do do aid. them. Yes. No, but I've never seen them. Oh, they, they don't seem to publicise them as much as they do the concerts. All right. And I thought, shouldn't they actually publicise them just as much so we're seeing where the money's going? I'm sure they do the programs. I just haven't seen them. Yeah. Mm, interesting. Oh well, they go. I'm sure they'll they'll be back on television shortly. New set of stamps released. Whoopee. 
I, oh, see, I love stamps. <laughs> I know do you, you know, do. I, I love them. I love them. And they, the, the Royal Mail send them to me. And the stamps are... They're called Iconic Design Setting the Standard for the First Stamps of 2009. So you've got uh, a Supermarine Spitfire, the Mini Skirt, a Mini, an Angle Poise Lamp, Concorde, a Rootmaster Bus, the London Underground Map, Penguin Books, a Polypropylene Chair and a K2 Telephone Kiosk. I've saved all the stamps from last year. I've got all this... For the last five years, I've got every single stamp that has come out. That's very British, isn't it? I think that's great. I it's think they're lovely. British. Well done, po- uh, Royal Mail, on that one. I liked, I liked the ones they did last year, the, uh, the pantomime ones. Yeah. I thought they were fantastic. I liked the pantomime mm, they ones, They were really too. good. And, uh, and the carry-on set, of course, came out last year. Yes, The very RAF nice. ones. No, we didn't see those ones. Oh, yeah, they were really nice. Really, really good. And later on, I've got a brown envelope to open. Which arrived at home. I know exactly what it is, but I'm going to do it on air this morning. Right. I know what it is. But surely, what's the point of doing it that way if you know what it is? Because I want to share it with everybody. But you know what it is. If you didn't know what it is, then it's it's a shared moment, Alan. But it's a shared moment of opening something you know what it is. Well, I, I know what it is, but I don't know what the wording is going to be. Ah, oh, right. So there is an element of something you don't there know about There is an element it. of surprise in it. Right. There is an element of surprise, so we'll find out later on. And, uh, quite exciting. Is it? Yeah, very exciting. I'll tell you what was on telly last night, and I did watch it. Come Dine With Me, Celebrity Edition. Ha! 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 Rodney Plank Marsh couldn't cook for toffee, cheated his way through it. Wasn't even totally convinced it was his house. Um... Paul Ross, who can cook, and we'll be finding out a bit later, Leslie Joseph, and Abby Titmus, who was down as an actress. I thought the only acting you've ever done is when you made that porno film with John Leslie, and you proved that you weren't much bloody good at that either. <laughs> Dear me. Abby Titmus on there. I thought, well, they've tried to get her on most other things, and people have gone, we'd rather not. She's a bit tacky and naff. And she's absolutely tacky and naff. What do you do, Abby? Um, oh, I don't know, really, actually. I was laughed off stage when I did my thing at the Theatre Museum. Yes, she was. She was laughed off stage because she was so pitifully awful. And, um, and now she's on the Celebrity Come Dine with me. I accidentally bumped into her into a, in a club. In she a was club? Surra- in a club. She was surrounded by four, I suppose, groupies who sort of protected groupies. her. Yeah, groupies. Who sort of protected her in a sort of circle. Yeah. If you can make a circle out of four people. But there you yes, go. Yes, you can, yes. As long as you all... Oh, do you know, all Very of a sudden close. I had a feeling that this was going to turn up here. I had a feeling. Because at the beginning of the programme, we did, we did ask the question, can you have a relationship with the next-door neighbour and will it go anywhere? And I'm, and I'm asking that big question, of my, because I've been in a similar situation. Have you? Similar situation. And, and, and I, I have to hold back. It has to be said. I, I do try and hold back. Because sometimes, you know, in, in the sort of, you know, the early days of a relationship, hmm. people get very excited. They get, oh, I'm in love, I'm in love. It's not really. It's just an infatuation. It means you haven't actually done it yet. So the moment you've actually done it... Oh, it does thing, change. The moment you've done it, it changes. Yes. Well, it becomes an anticlimax. It does, completely. Although, you see, I'm always the sort of person who believes in doing it first night. So if you like it, you can do it again the second night. I don't believe in these people who go, I think I'll wait a week. Why? Why waste a week? Do it straight away. If you like it, then you can do it again. If you, if you don't like it, you're not move compatible. On. Move on to something else. So, Try so the next door neighbour the other side. They might be more interested. The fact they might be married is neither here nor there. OK, well, let me ask you. Do, yeah. do you think, then, the, the question that you put out, hmm. should you have a relationship with a neighbour? No. 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 I said this, I was, we were chatting about this earlier on, and I, I did say I didn't think so. But you mean a next-door neighbour, don't you? Yes, I mean right... Right next-door. Right. Next door, so if yes. they're across the road or around the corner, that's not too bad. Yeah. Uh, but no, if they're around the corner, that's fine. 
but actually there is a way of avoiding door. them mm. if they're around the corner. But if they're next door, they're watching your every move. And just supposing, just supposing, hypothetical situation, they don't want to go out with you, but they do for just one night. And then they dump you, so you've fallen head over heels. They then start bringing a whole collection of other people in, and you've got to sit there. And watch. And you're going to see them out, yeah. and you're going, to th- you're going to feel really awful thinking, they don't actually look, look better than me. Right, so what and do you do And in many cases, they, they probably wouldn't be. But what do you do if you actually fancy that person, that next-door neighbour? Well, that is the problem. Do you move? No, you can't. I don't know. Oh, I haven't, haven't got that far with it. I don't you know see, where that's you a difficult go. situation, because if you yeah. actually do fancy that person, or even, you know, really love that next-door neighbour... Yes, no, but love, love takes a long while. It's an infatuation to start I with. don't think love always takes a long while. Oh, it does, you absolutely. You know sometimes, because first time. No, you can't. No, no, no. It's an infatuation. It's never love. Of course you can. No, it's not. Of course you can. It's not. It's an infatuation. You see somebody and you go... Bing! It's an infatuation. Right. Love takes years to develop. But you don't know what you would do then if you were, you know, had this infatuation with your next door neighbour. Um, yes, I, well, I, I know what I do. I, I could tell my thoughts. Oh, really? Yes, absolutely. Okay. I do, because I, I, I always think, just supposing the ultimate happens and it doesn't kind of work out, and then you've, you've, you've told them everything about you, You've opened yourself up and basically to ridicule. Well, not necessarily because and a by- sad existence, probably ending up with sort of tablets, depression, drinking, things like that. You know, going into a home, all sorts of things run through my mind. But by your reckoning, you'd <laughs> yes. have you'd have already you know slept with them on the first night anyway. Yes, yes, yes. And therefore, if you'd know straight away whether you're going to spend any more time with them. Yes, but th- but then th- how do you know what they're thinking? You know what you well, want. They turn up they the second might, night. The next morning, you might go round. You might go hello, and they might go. Uh, I'm really busy actually at the moment. Uh, give me a rain check, and they shut the door, and and you, you're standing there, and your little your little galoshes, and your little little wet weather outfit, and a small umbrella that you bought in the Woolworths sale, which doesn't work properly. And you're standing there, and you just don't know where to go because you've got no friends to phone because you're actually spend Christmas at somebody else's house, and because you haven't got a tree. I'm beginning to think this is... You're speaking from experience, actually. I'm quite, quite experienced in this. I, I, I'm yes. thinking this. When it comes to relationships, I'm very experienced. Well, I have been doing it longer than most people, it has to be said. Your neighbours? No, not with my neighbours, Well, I'm no. just wondering. I did do it with my neighbours once. Oh, did you? Yes, yes. I mean, how long ago were we talking? We, I think the divorce for them came through, I think, in 97, I think. Oh, my came word. Out. Yeah, well, just a bit unfortunate, but there you go. Livened up my life. Well, hey! <laughs> oh, there you go. No, I, th- I think it's good. I, th- I think as, as you go into the new year, and this is the time that most people, men and women, are very vulnerable, because you've had Christmas, you've had New Year, where you've done Old Lang Syne by yourself with the small dailies, and it's not quite the same, is it? No, should all. And then people phone you up, and they go, hey, you having a good time? You have to go, hold on a sec, I can't hear you. Sit there and you don't know what to do, do you? So you rattle a few pots and pans. Again. Listen, I've got people. Ra- I'll call you later. Bye. Put the phone down. Yet and again. then at work, they all say to you, "So how was your New Year's Eve?" And I always go, "I went to bed." Yes, yes. Again, speaking from experience, there weren't you? Yes, I could feel that. That yes. was actually really deep and very deep, quite emotional, quite emotional. Yes, yes. Because I know that at this time of year, January, people are going. It's a new year, two thousand and nine. I want a relationship. So deliberately, you go out and you, you sort of almost set yourself up, or somebody feels sorry for you, so they set you up. Right. Because they go, listen, I don't want to see you being single, I'm going to find a relationship but for you. how is that linking to the neighbour? Is that because you're looking so desperately to try and find someone that you look next door? But you door? do. If, if you are single and you live in London, you look around, you see loads of other people with relationships, and you think, I want a relationship. And then somebody gets some well-meaning person goes, I'll find you somebody. They turn out generally to be psychotic, axe murderers, things like that. You know, the sort of people in the end you have to call the police. I don't think it's just London. You think it's everywhere? I think it's everywhere. I think you're probably right, actually. Mm-hmm. So, so, the, so the advice is, 
having a relationship with a next-door neighbour or not having a relationship with a next-door neighbour? Well, I don't know. I think it depends on whether you, you're in love with the person or whether you're that infatuated and whether you can actually endure the fact that if it goes wrong, you can put up with them living next door. But you yeah. seem to think it's a no-no straight away. I think it's no-no. Even though from your past experience and you, you're in admission, <laughs> you've done it. Yes. But then uh, somebody always said to me, not on your own doorstep and also not at work. Well, go next door then. Well, exactly. <laughs> don't do it on your doorstep. Because <laughs> <laughs> I remember my next door came to me a short while ago, knocked on the door, I opened the door and he said, I'd like to stay here. So I said, we'll stay there and shut the door. And that was that. It's an old one, but it's <laughs> worth using. Quarter <laughs> past five, it's Steve Allen's early breakfast. We sort out all your matrimonial problems here. Caring, sharing, <laughs> loving, giving. Not this programme, that'll be another one. Here, we couldn't really give a forex, I'm afraid. But we've got loads of stories from the papers still to come. Now you're aware of the uh, the full facts. We can't say the facts. Which we but can't say the facts, but... My opinion's changing dramatically. <laughs> thought it might have done. Thought it might have done. Anyway, lot to get through. It's nice to be company. I trust you are well today. That's not just uh, Alan well, but I trust you're well. Do you know, I gave my, my doctor a box of chocolates for Christmas. Right. Just because I thought, you know, box of chocolates, and I gave the girls in the surgery uh, a bottle of champagne and some chocolates. Right. When did you do this? Christmas. Right. So this is now the... 13th yes. of January, and you're only informing us of this now? Yes. Not because I do, I'm not one of these people who sort of does a charitable act and then tells everybody. Of course. Of course <laughs> not. <laughs> I do it after. There's no point in doing it beforehand. I'm not sort of, you know, any of these celebrities who get paid by the NHS to go out there and flog their weary carcasses. Of course not. Uh, like Melinda Messenger. Uh, Jade Goody's in the paper again today. I'm, I'm, I'm really... I, I don't want to offer any more advice to Jade Goody, apart from the fact that your so-called boyfriend that you're madly in love with, I'm afraid you're living under a cloud of delusion, darling. He's cheated on you twice. He's a convicted thug. He beat up a 16-year-old lad. You have to be brain-dead from the neck downwards, I'm afraid, to really think that there is any, any hope in this relationship at all. Or infatuated. Yes. I think it's going to be a bit like Kerry Katona's other half, uh, where she earns the money and he spends it. In your case, you know, I've read your story before. I'm not remotely interested. Should I want Jack back so he can give me a cuddle? Hmm. Perhaps like he gave that 16-year-old lad a cuddle with a with um, a golf iron. Yes. Went round there, a 16-year-old lad. He's a charming piece of work. He's a piece of pond life, Jade. You know, everybody else knows it. But, of course, as usual, you'll do your own thing. Like, um, clutching her award and fighting back the tears, the embarrassment that was Kate Winslet. Why was that an embarrassment? Because she's an actress and she was acting badly. Oh, it Nobody was lovely. Nobody stands and goes... <laughs> <laughs> that's, not what, that's not what your neighbour told me. Well, that was different, I know. But, exactly. I mean, that's how it goes, isn't it? People do that. And then we sit there watching... And my husband... I wanted that, and I love you so much. And, Leonardo, you'll never know how much I love you. I'm, oh, shut up, you drip. Oh, shut I liked it. I thought oh, it was I thought it lovely. was boring American claptrap twaddle, It was long overdue for her. Well, it was long overdue, yes. But let's just be gracious. Thank you very much indeed. I'm an actress. I'm not a third-rate actress. <gasps> Please. Well, she's not a third-rate actress. But it is... It is... It's ridiculous. You know, Sally, I, and, 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 and I can't remember the other But the emotions, saying. the emotions overcame her. It was such a dramatic thing. It's a pile thing. of rubbish and you know it. <gasps> Don't sit there making excuses. No, I think it was lovely that she got the award. And I think, you know, I think the emotions did get to her. And, 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 Leonardo, you'll never know how much I love you and how much I respect you. Oh, shut up. Girl, blimey. It's ridiculous. It's like me doing the prayer. <sighs> Alan, it's just so you'll never realise, Alan, how great it is having having you on the show. Because, you know, you just make everything complete for us. But this you is don't. exactly what you're like every time the mics go off. <laughs> <laughs> it is true, actually. Is. I am an emotional lovey. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I just don't want to sit on the television. It dragged it out. It was boring. 
I thought it was boring anyway. That's it. Luckily, we're all entitled to an opinion. Well, the thing is, I, I suppose I didn't watch it. I just saw it on the news, and that was enough for me. And yeah. to hear it on the radio was enough. But, you know, I wouldn't want no, to sit no, through no, a, no, I mean, the thing is, the Oscars are coming yeah. up, and the Oscars is good fun, but if you just, you can't really sit through the whole show. It just goes on and on oh, and, and on. Oh, people die during the Oscars. <laughs> they do. They, the people sit there in the audience now. And they just nod off. Well, and if you go to the toilet, somebody runs in and fills your seat. Oh, do, yes, exactly. They have seat fillers at they the do. Oscars. Mm. They have people there so that when the camera pans over, it looks busy all the time. And yet at any one time, there's more than 100 people in the toilet. All doing their little little bit for the economy and a little bit for the Colombian army as well. And meeting and, their neighbours. And meeting <laughs> their neighbours, yes. Actually, talking of neighbours, uh, Anne says, my aunt married the man next door when they were in their 70s. Now they're in their 80s and travelling the world together. Both died in there when they were 75, and now they've just got them in ashes, I suppose. Wh- when did they meet? They met in... when they were in their 70s. When they were in their 70s. Yeah, but that's different. They've lived life a bit, yeah. so they know a bit more about life. You yeah. know, they're, they're not just going to jump into a relationship just quickly. No, you see, I, you see, Dev has now asked, because all of a sudden I've become an expert on relationships with next-door neighbours. No, don't. And Dev says, I absolutely adore my next-door neighbour. I think she's really attractive. I fancy the pants off her, but I find it quite hard to make conversation behind, besides a hello and how are you. I'm a very talkative person, but I don't want to blow my chances and make a bad first impression. But you've done that already, Dev. Right, can I just quickly give some advice very quickly to Dev before okay, you say a yes. word? Okay. Turn your radio off now, Dev, before you listen to Steve Allen's uh, advice, <laughs> and now and then turn it back on again in two minutes' time. Dev, I'm the expert. Oh, no. What you have to do is you have to... Lawsuit you can, coming. You can always tell, you can always tell if somebody is attracted to you. Okay, so you've just said, you know, hello and how are you? But, I mean, there's a limit to how many times you can keep saying that. Now, if she hasn't made any any overtures as well in trying to... Pr- she might have realised that you're shy. Even though you said you're very talkative, quite clearly you're not that talkative. So you need a little bit more. You need to come up with something about, apart from, hello, how are you? I think you bring the weather in, OK? And something, some, you know, it's not as chilly today as it has been. What did you... Did you have a nice Christmas? Yeah, you have to start more of a conversation. Yes, you you've got to start a hello. conversation, but it's got to be it's got to be conversational with an answer due back. Yes, of course. Yes. Did you go see family and friends? Was is there somebody special in your life? Well, no, no, no. no are you no, up no. for it? <laughs> How do you fancy coming back to my place? Come on, baby, I fancy you, gutless. Yeah. Yes, exactly. That's a fairly really popular too one. Far. That's what, but the, do if the you coffee don't and ask, sugar one, it does work. Yeah, the coffee and sugar one works really well. It really does work. I'm, I'm terribly sorry to bother you. I'm, I'm Dev. I live next door. Um, you couldn't spare some sugar. She'll then go, I'm diabetic. I don't keep sugar in. Uh, and you go... Sucrose, that's uh, fine. Have you got any sucrose? Uh, or fell in that uh, cooking oil? Sausages? Baker? What have you got? <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. Whatever it is. You've got biscuits. I'll take biscuits. <laughs> in fact, why don't you just go through her cupboards, make a note of the stuff you want and walk out with it? Or, if it's a house and there's a fence separating them, you could discuss... Start gardening. Yeah. I did that once. Every time I saw my next-door neighbour out in the garden... Is this the one you were, you I know... Would, no, no, there was another one. Uh, How many I have was, been? Quite a few. And, and I, I would start going out there, go, Lada, Oh, hi! How are you? And then we'd start the conversation over the fence. <laughs> Always worked. I tell you, Steve Allen's success rate is, is quite good. Yeah. May surprise you to know. Did they not get scared from the fact that they couldn't see you? Most of them were, in fact, scared. And, in fact, many of the time I was surrounded by blue flashing lights. I was about to say, because the fence uh, is quite high. And the fence is very high. Over it. Well, it, it was high because it was, it was a remand centre. <laughs> and I was talking to people on the outside. It was bars. It was, in fact, it was bars. It was and a glass screen with a telephone. It was glass screen with a telephone, <laughs> it was. And I was this side of it. So what is your advice to Dev? 
Uh, the advice to Dev is Start get yourself put in a remand home and <laughs> you'll meet loads of people. Now, if ever you want to meet people, and this is my advice to anybody, and this is absolutely God's honest truth, if you want to meet people to chat to them, work in a bar. Go work in a pub locally, because I promise you, you get to meet... I met more people running a bar for some friends of mine than anything else, because people have to talk to you. So they go, oh, and you go, with you in one minute, and then somebody will use your name, then they'll use your name. Before you know where you are, everybody will know exactly who you are, and that way you find... I met loads of uh, Yeah, but nobody you dated. Anyway, let's move on, shall we? How many uh, people exactly have you ever dated? Quite a lot. Yeah, but in every circumstance. Yes. Yes, quite quite a lot. So neighbours, yes, customers, yes, listeners, mm, yes. <gasps> Steve Allen, no, yes, yes. Oh my word, yes. <laughs> oh, there you go. Anyway, uh, right. I'm in shock. <laughs> You're not in shock at all. Well, you know, where's my chest? I tried belt? to add up the hmm? other day. When when I got well over four figures, I decided <gasps> to uh... four figures. Yes, you've dated over four figures. Yes. Wow, four people, that's amazing. Four people's fantastic, <laughs> fantastic isn't it? They're only 37. <laughs> four figures, seriously? I have dated a lot, actually. Dated or <clears throat> been with? <clears throat> been <clears throat> Oh, that's impressive. Mm. That is impressive. You know why? Because people find me terribly attractive. I can't help it. I'm just one of these people. I kind of give off this, this thing that says, you know, hello. It's, yes. I don't know what and yet, it is. the strange thing is, I'm like you, I'm not particularly, well, in fact, I'm better looking than you, but I mean, you know, some people say I'm not an attractive person, but strangely to quite a number of people. And for what sort people. of time period are we talking here? Not, not that long, no. No, 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 I mean, are we talking about ten years? Five years? Ten, ten year period? Longer. All right, so a 15, 20 year period? Longer. A 30 year period? Longer. 35 year period? Longer. 40 year period? Yeah, about a 40 year period. A 40 year period? About a 40 year period, yeah. Okay. You see, the trouble is, I, I'm, I'm just quite sort of motivated in that department. 40 year period? Yes. That's 250 yes. every 10 years. Oh, at least. <laughs> every 10 years. At least. I remember Tony Blackburn. That's 25 a year. Oh, it's way more than that. <laughs> way more than 25. Way it's more not. than 20. No, believe you me, it is way more than 25. Oh, 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 right. Yeah. Oh, good, 25 a year. You wouldn't even be trying at 25. So that's, like, more than two a month. Oh, way more than two a month. Good grief. Yeah, yes. So there you go. Yeah. You're like a stud. Well, they wanted me for the film. <laughs> in fact, I was busy on that night, so I didn't do it. I'm in <laughs> shock here. You're not in shock. You're not in shock. Uh, Philip says, read the Gala's uh, situation... Uh, picture in the Free London paper of the protest outside the Israeli embassy showing the protesters throwing bricks at the police and smashing shop windows. How is that going to help the Palestinians? I've got no idea. I've yeah, got no I idea. I'm as, I'm as, you know, as, as gobsmacked as the next person. All I will reiterate is what I said yesterday. It's got to stop. I don't care who does it, who makes the first move, it's got to stop. Children are dying, innocent people are dying. I don't care who they are or what they are. We just don't want any more dead bodies. But throwing stones at the police and the uh, the other people there solves no problem at all. They're as bad as the thugs who are doing the murdering. I don't quite understand any of these protests. In fact, as I was being driven in this morning, driving through uh, Westminster Square, yeah. and you still see all the tents there, yeah. and I'm thinking, why are you still here? Yes. I don't get it. It's almost like become a profession for them. Oh, it ha well, the Greenham Common Women's Base was uh, was there for years, mm. years. We actually got used to having it round there. I know because I because I live uh, around there for ages and ages. But I think if you're going to make a statement, I think if you by the, if you stay there that long, people still get a bit blasé about it and stop forgetting about you. It is true. It is true. I mean, but everybody has the right to protest. Of course. 
you know, about anything you like, really. Of course. I'm protesting about your jumper this morning. What's wrong with this jumper? Nothing. It's I just don't like jumper. it. Exactly, I don't like it. You never and like anything it's I wear. A... No, I don't. You don't? No. I've, I've I have seen style. Your... Sorry? I have style. You have laced down caravan park. to have style. <gasps> Listen, we have to take a very short break. It's lovely having Alan with us this morning, isn't it? Hope you're all enjoying the show. <laughs> Morning, everybody. It's Steve Allen's Early Breakfast. It's 28 minutes to six. Alan Dodgen's with us. That is me. It is you, because it's uh, Tuesday. Uh, Joanne says you've got me in stitches. Oh, dear. That's very bad. Oh, she says, sorry. Do you know what we, we discovered the other day? We actually discovered that uh, if you listen to this programme and you laugh, you lose weight. Yes, I was told about that. Yes, losing losing weight is... is is sort of around it's laughing. By laughing. Yes. yes, it's also very good for all your facial exercises because when you laugh, you exercise and so many different muscles. So that's very, very good for you. Uh, Dev says, "Sounds like Steve is on his proper five a day." Lucky so and so, naughty boy. Oh, hey, you naughty little boy. Uh, Peter and Chatham says you're being very naughty. I know, actually. Actually, I tell you what, I've got to do. I had to go into the doctor the other day because I've, I've got my big diabetes test coming up and this is this is the big one that they do to assess how bad it's got right and so i've got to go they they, they straight face told me yesterday they said oh by the way you've got to come off alcohol for 48 hours well when they'd revived me and propped me up in the corner i said you are joking 48 hours so from from now from last night no alcohol for 48 hours because my blood test is on thursday I think. right can you just pass me the gin yeah okay so it's much small, okay. small, 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 uh so I, we, i'll take the bottle as soon as you can okay. have it now Okay, all right. Well, I'll, I'll just have one more. No, 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 no. We have to stick to this. Okay, well, I can have a liqueur chocolate, because that's, that's not really like booze. But you can't. No, it's fine, anyway. And then, for 12 hours on Wednesday, from 6 o'clock at night, no food, no no nothing at all. So it's a fast. So 6 till 6? Six. Six well, it'll be 6 till 8.30 when I go and start having the first of the blood. See, for you, that's actually not too bad. That's well, great well, for I me, think. because I'm in bed, you see. Exactly. So for anybody normal who goes to bed at midnight, you're completely up the gum tree. I'm fine, because I go to bed at six or seven o'clock anyway. I'll do my injection, and then I'll uh, go to bed, forget about it. And when I come in here, I'll just have to drink water. So it's OK, because when I get up in the morning, I, I use water for my tablets. Mm. But I'll just have to come... I have to bring a bottle of water in to make sure I'm just drinking water. Right. I shall probably barely make it to Waterloo Station. <laughs> but then, but then you can have a nice big breakfast. Uh, you tend to find, after your blood test, you just want a cup of coffee. Oh, really? Because I'll have missed my two cups of coffee in the morning. So I, I, sh I shall manage it quite easily. It's the alcohol with it for 48 hours. <laughs> I mean, how sick are these people? <coughs> I said to the ladies and the doctor yesterday, I said, you are joking. She said, no, no, 48 hours. Oh, blimey. It's the, the worst start to the year you can have. You caring person. <laughs> Doug says, Prince Harry's picked up his racist attitudes from his granddad. Let's put this one to bed now. In a recent survey, 80% of people said he wasn't being racist. He wasn't being racist. And that's printed in all the papers this morning. He's phoned. He said, sorry, it was three years ago. Things have changed in three years. And so we can now put it to one side. You know, because it's fantastic. You know, it's finished. It, it actually managed to sort of get all the papers yesterday. What was surprising, and what nobody ever realised at all and nobody mentioned, was the fact that while on the radio we're all saying the P word, every newspaper was printing the P-A-K-I word yes, I in big that. letters on the front page, as if to say, see, look, we can actually print it. Hmm. You know. <laughs> Neil says, good to hear you're looking after your listeners to the next level. Dev should go round and snog this person's face off and see what happens. Yes. yes not sure no. about that one. That actually could be misconstrued as an assault. <laughs> uh, just a little bit. Just a little bit. I mean, I, I, I now, even now, actually t carry a little piece of mistletoe with me, which is uh, always quite nice, you know, because Christmas is still in the Allen household. You never fail to scare me sometimes. No, you know I know. That. I scare myself, actually. I scare yes. myself. 
But it's true, the trouble is, if, I think if you set your mind to something, you can, um, you can achieve it. Of course. Of course, if you are absolutely I'm prepared to wait. For what? Whatever. <laughs> Not sure Whatever's on are. offer. I have, I, ha- I have waited more than a year before. Really? Yes. Yes. A year. That's commitment for you. It's not bad. Well, it's, no, but you, uh, to me it's a challenge. I don't look at it as a commitment. I look at it as a challenge. Once, because I always, I, I test myself. I think, right, could I? Could, right, I'm going to try. And so I go out of my way and I waited a year and then the moment, you know. Did came, it happen? Oh, yes, absolutely. And that, was that it was worth it. the wait? Well, it was okay. It was an achievement for me. Right. So it were you just, ecstatic by the fact that you waited a year? No, 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 not particularly. I just sort of went, I thought I could. Yeah, so maybe <laughs> the advice there is don't wait the year. Yeah. Just go Sometimes down with you it. have to. Sometimes you have to because you think you've got to sort of. But that's where infatuation comes in. I think. I think if you are going to wait a year for something like yeah. that, it's an infatuation. Now, it, well, it, it isn't an infatuation with me. It's a challenge. Mm. I you like, say I like that challenges. It's, it's like being set something on the Krypton factor. It's not, I, would, <laughs> I would hardly compare the two of them. Oh, I think I could enter the Krypton factor quite. Oh, look, snow on the television. Where's that? We want some of that. Iceland. Uh, Ukraine. I Let's think, go to the Ukraine. I think you could enter the Krypton Factor as well. I don't think you do very well, but I think you could <laughs> enter it. I would in the gymnastics. <laughs> I'd be very good at that. Uh, Steve, I wonder how many charity money food parcels get sidetracked into buying arms in the Middle East. Well, that, you know, that you'll never know. But I should imagine, by the law of averages, there would have to be some. There's, you know, wherever you've got money, there is corruption. Mm, wherever you've got corruption, you've got arms. Terrible, really. Uh, Deborah? It's having the Parrot in-car system fitted today. One in the gadget competition back in November. Even have a new iPod to go with it. Oh. Big. Nice. Steve, I'm in a big 44-tonne van. Right. Why would somebody want to tell you things like that? 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. Steve, was this film taken by a platoon member? Uh, If so, I wouldn't want him watching my back. Tis true. Mm. Yes, I wouldn't want this person. I would want to know who actually handed that over. Also, the other question I asked yesterday, how long have they had the Harry film? I well, don't believe they've just got it now. Oh, I don't know. I think somebody's obviously seen it and gone, hang on a minute. What's going on here? Well, who was filming him? Harry would remember who was filming him. Yeah, of course. Was he? F- no, he can't have been, because he was... Or was he filming himself? Yeah, but he wouldn't have released it. Why would Harry have released it to the press? Yeah... Uh, see, nobody's mentioned the low life that released the video of Harry. Not to be the news of the world, then. <laughs> put it up on there. And also, and I'm sorry to say this, because it's, it, it might not be politically correct, but there again, you know I'm not politically correct. The couple in the paper yesterday and on the television, she can't talk our air, and she's pregnant hmm. with a child with two heads. Oh, yes, yes, I've seen that. And as opposed to, and everybody said the same today, you know, lovely though it is, this is not kind to this poor child who undoubtedly will not survive very long we have had very few cases of children surviving with two heads on the one body there's a very famous uh, couple in america a couple of young girls there were the two iranian girls you remember with the heads and they opted to go for surgery and they'd lived up to the age of i think about 26 27 they'd even had boyfriends and dated and stuff like that and surgery was fatal for both of them and they both lost their lives for this woman to sit on television no matter how much you want children to say, I'm going to see this pregnancy through against all the advice of everybody else. You know, I mean, obviously people are going to support her, but you're bringing into the world a child who at the moment they don't know if it's, if it's sharing the same heart or two hearts or two kidneys or two f- liver functions. They've got no idea. All they know is it's got two heads and it's one body. Mm. Now, the kind thing, because this child's going to have no quality of life whatsoever. It's tragic. I mean, I, I just find it's awful. But I, I found myself watching the television yesterday going, 
you're going to make money out of this. You're going to make money out of this. Well, that's the worry. And I had to hold myself back to try and say, no, perhaps they're not doing it to make money. But all I kept seeing was making money. Making money. Do you remember that woman who had eight children? Yes. And Mandy, somebody, and they all died, and she sold the pictures. In fact, in the end, Max, Max Clifford went, enough, enough. I've advised her. She's done it wrong. She's done it wrong. And they had pictures of all the little coffins being worn. It was a photo opportunity. It was just absolutely tragic and awful. And I see the same happening on this one. Because I looked at this, this couple on the television, I'm thinking, I don't care what your, what your thoughts are on this, it's not fair to this child. It's not fair. It really isn't. There's going to be no quality of life. Well, I, I can't see how the quality of life would ever improve in a situation like that. I don't think so. Uh, Stevie says, you sound like you have the same outlook as me. It may take some time and I may have to put a little work in, but I always get what I want. Oh, really? You see, I think it's worth putting... I think it's a challenge. No matter how old you get... You've been not for a year. Oh, yeah, absolutely for a year. For a year? Yes, absolutely for a year. Yes. Good grief. Yes, I'm currently doing one at the moment. I've waited two years, so I'm, I'm still, still on that one. Uh, Dorman Dom is sitting in his jacuzzi. A little bit worrying, because he doesn't actually own a jacuzzi. He sort of breaks into a shop and sits in the window in it. Right. <laughs> doing the... La, 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 la. Are you sure you haven't started fasting already and you're taking some <laughs> supplements or something? No, 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 I haven't started fasting. No, I've had some little uh, little satsumas this morning. And, and they are little. <laughs> and they are little satsumas. They're the little Chinese ones, which we like. Uh, not that I'm saying in any way, shape or form that Chinese are little or anything like that, just in case you've opted in on the programme on the wrong bit. What we're saying is that their satsumas aren't as big as everybody else's. Oh, there you go. In trouble again. I'm so sorry. Little tiny Chinese. Very cute little tiny Chinese. My little Chinese satsuma friends. They're here today and they're delicious. Yes. I did give a couple to the newsreader whose name escapes me now. You need to, Jim. Give, and, um, you need to uh, give more than a couple to somebody. They're tiny. They are delicious, though. Yeah, but they're so small. I mean, they are... De- you can only get them in M&S. Oh, surprise, surprise. Why, is that a surprise? What, would you expect them to be any- anywhere else? I think they're delicious. I had to buy three, uh, three, three packs. Yeah, I bet you did. I'm going today to get more, but I'm not telling you in which Marks and Spencers they are. They're not in our one in Twickenham. Aren't they? Not in Richmond. Oh, blimey, I've given it away now, haven't I? Last time I mentioned something on air, I went in to go and get something else, and they'd all sold out. <laughs> Oh dear. Waste of time. So if I go to M&S in Kingston... Oh, goodness sake, honestly, there's me giving it away. What? I'm just going to see how big it is once you've peeled it. Well, it's exactly the same size without the peel on your Wait, fool. it's not exactly the same size, it is, is it? Look, how look. can it be exactly the same size? It's exactly the same size. Look. It's not. That's teeny tiny. Look. It's one ma- It's exactly, it's a mouthful. Mm. Well, it's not even a mouthful. Oh, delicious. Is it? Mm. It is so delicious, because when you bite into Let it... Let me try one. Mm. It's God, like... It's so small. It is small, isn't it? But, I mean, for kids, ideal... Why for kids? All right, for adults, for anybody. Because they're tiny. Yeah, but why does that make kids into eating fruit? You know what kids are like? They don't want to eat fruit. Uh, Particularly good, though. Particularly good. Look at that. You see, you're enjoying it already. You're enjoying the the moment, aren't you? I'm still peeling it. Yeah, but you've finished now. I'm not enjoying the moment of peeling it. Look at that. Look. Pop it in your mouth. Go on. Go on. (laughs) Go on. (laughs) (laughs) This is an explosion of taste, isn't it? It's a fusion in your mouth. It's delicious. Tastes like an orange. Well, it is an orange. What do you think it is? It's going to taste a papaya it's or something. It's actually very sweet. It's very nice. It's lovely, isn't mm, it? Isn't it nice? Isn't it nice? Mm. You imagine what they're like when they're ice cold and you bite into it and that, that fusion of explosion of taste is all over your tongue. You've been watching I mean, this adverts again, haven't yes, you? Yes, I, yeah, have. I, I was so. watching a cooking programme the other day and I, I quite like the you idea of a fusion. A fusion. Uh, Sue Carroll is talking about uh, Joan Coonan. Joan Coonan was a 77-year-old who ber- got buried under her own rubbish. Oh, she kept buying yes. all this stuff. She had an illness. She never opened half of it. In fact, actually, I saw so much of myself in her, which was a bit worried, because I also buy 
You buy for no reason, yeah. and you buy multiple quantities of things for no reason. I do, but I do. it is a condition in people as well. It's, well. it's certainly a condition in me, and the condition is I enjoy shopping. I I, I shop in twos, everything in twos. Well, sometimes more, sometimes more, but mainly twos. Hmm. I have got tons of stuff at home. I think, what have I got that for? But you have lots of stuff that you need to get rid of, like what, like everything in your house. Rubbish. Certainly not. I know it is, but no, there you it's, go. It's not rubbish. No, it's... I mean, well, I've, got, it was. I've got an Arcos player, brand new in the box, never opened it. Yeah, but you're never going to open it. got the robot I haven't opened yet from Christmas. You're never going to open I've it. I've got the uh, in-car satellite system, which I haven't opened yet. Which you're never going to use. I've got a portable satellite system. I've got uh, six boxes still unopened of Christmas lights from last year. Three boxes from this year, and I've got four boxes of the outdoor solar lights, which I haven't opened yet. Have you ever thought of going to the doctor about this? I went to the doctor the other day, and that's when they told me I had to stop drinking. Yeah, but and no, that's about, when I cry. I'm talking about you collecting things, because it is a condition in people. <laughs> is it? Mm. What, what, what? Shopping? Well, you're, you're taking it to an extreme. It's you're not, not an just... extreme. It is an extreme. Oh, don't be so silly. You're you're just corridors. You ever over-egg the pudding, honestly. I'm just going out doing what normal people do, doing a bit of shopping. Six DVD players in one shop. Yeah, you what? bought six DVD players, and then when somebody But I asked gave them you, away to people. Yeah, over a six-month period. Yes, if because they were six, cheap. If you're going to buy six, they you know cheap. who they're going for. They were cheap. That was not cheap. They were, well, they were. They were very cheap DVD players. Yes, but not when there's six of them. It oh. adds up. Well, yeah. I've still got some Christmas balls from five years ago that I have, which are big. They're like the size of footballs, painted, hand-painted from Costco. Actually, you just reminded me, I never picked up those other baubles from you. What Do you remember those baubles in your back here? Don't look so shocked and scared that I'm taking something from you. What, you did what, offer them to me. What, what look baubles? At the face. Honestly, what baubles? So scared that I was going. What? It was, it was the, 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 sort of that shape. It went like that. Where were they from? Your boot. <laughs> no, no, I don't remember those. Anyway, there's a girl in the paper today. I must tell you about her name is Natalie Dillon. Right. Natalie Dillon is a scrubber. Uh oh. Uh oh. Be warned, here comes the story of the year. Uh, she's got something up for sale on eBay. You can only imagine, can't you, what it is? Part of herself? Yes, it might be. And there's a lovely picture of her, and she's a real class girl. That's why I say, looks a bit like a scrubber. I'll tell you for why in a moment. Morning, everybody. Ten to six. No, it's not. It's twelve minutes to six. There are the panicture. There are people going, oh, my God, it's ten to six. Quick run! We're going to miss the bus. But it's only twelve minutes to six. Still run. <laughs> Still run. <coughs> anyway, nice to have a company this Tuesday morning. Great to be alive. Uh, well, it's great to be anything, actually, uh, on a Tuesday morning when it's dark and overcut. By God, it was windy yesterday, wasn't it? Very, very windy. Very. Uh, we've got a how low for you. Hello. Uh, this is a Nintendo Wii and a Wii Fit. You ever played one? I've got one. Oh, you got one? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, my yeah. next-door neighbour, Lynn, has got one. And we, and we actually played it. Oh, do you lose weight with them? Uh, oh, I nearly dislocated my shoulder. Oh, dear. Uh, we actually did bowls. Yeah. Which is very good. Tempin bowling. And... Uh, do you want a coffee? No, I want my hot chocolate. Oh, hot chocolate. Hot... Oh, I think, I think she knows. I think she knows. She knows hot chocolate. I did, okay. I did my sign language. Okay. And, um, and we also did golf. Yes. But out of all of them, I like the tempin bowling best. Yes, I like the tennis. That's the one that causes most injuries. But did you use the Wii Fit? Yeah. 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 Did you play the games on it? Yeah. That's good, isn't it? Really good. And that's why we're offering one today in our... in our lovely How Low Reverse auction. So it's the Nintendo Wii and the Wii Fit, and somebody will win it by 4pm today. Fantastic. Which is nice, isn't it? Most innovative games console on the market, using a motion sensor, remote to control your on-screen character. Features Wi-Fi connectivity... 
to access the news and mail features. It's uh, it's like having your own personal trainer. You'll love it. You can go on the internet. Yeah. I mean, it really is good. The lowest unique bid will win. So how low will this go? That's what you've got to guess. The lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. Be quick, because the auction closes at 4pm today. You text LBC, followed by your bid in pence, and send it to treble eight two one. So, for example, if you wanted to bid... 33 pence. You would text LBC... 33, and then send that to treble 821. So LBC, then you bid in pence, and send that to treble 821. Don't copy us, because a lot of people do, and then it will cancel out if there's more than one of you doing it. OK. Terms uh, and conditions. Bids cost pound fifty plus your standard network rate. Lines close at 4pm today. You must be over 16. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. Lovely. Nintendo Wii and a Wii Fit. Uh, having uh, worked with Miss Joseph at the Churchill Theatre, says uh, Robin Don, uh, she could make milk sour with a glance. <laughs> the Churchill is the venue for you, and as Alan lives close, so ho- so close he could sell the chalky ices in the interval. Are you near Bromley, then? I don't know, am I? I don't think I've ever been to Bromley. You've never been to Bromley. Uh, myself and my boyfriend wish we could see you anywhere in the UK, but now live in sunny Galway. So- sunny Galway. OK, where's that? Ireland. Oh, right. Oh, yes, sunny of course Galway. Yes. You know... The lights come up on Galway Bay. It's 5.50 in the morning. Give me a break. <laughs> yeah, well, they're up. Goodness sake. So the... Uh, I, th- I think that'd be a nice venue, actually. I don't know how, how big the Churchill is in Bromley. We need to find out, because some of them are uh, a very, very sort of small theatres. I can't really do the 300-seaters now, which is a shame. Oh, what is that woman selling on eBay, says Gillian. OK, here she is. Her name is Natalie Dillon. Right. Natalie Dillon is selling her virginity. On what? eBay. Yep. And so far, she's had 10,000 uh, offers, and the bidding is up. Is up to what? Dear Lord above, what the hell is that? It's a bit chicken soup. What is that? What have you got? I've got the hot chocolate. Oh, what's wrong with the hot what's chocolate? What's yours? Well, what do you think? I mean, I thought chicken soup. Oh, my word. What do you think it is? Well, it looks like murky water. It does look like murky dish water, doesn't it? Is there actually a tea bag in it? It is, but it goes all the water goes all foamy from the machine, so oh, it kind of. Whips it oh God! You know what's happened? It's mixed up with all the other uh, the coffee. No, and, no, it's no? not as clear. It's no, it's clear. clear. It is. It just goes. It, it just goes foamy. Don't ask me why. How can water go foamy? Don't ask. It's global. We never ask. <laughs> Best not. <laughs> right. There are stranger things in heaven and earth it's like than the, the coffee machine at global. It's like the coffee. It's like the coffee button itself. It's like there's two parts to it. If you yes. press the bottom part, you get decaf. If you press the top part, you get normal. But, but at the, the end of each cup of coffee, it squirts water through. So you get a squirt of clean water through to clean your pipes out. But what I mean Unfortunately, is... it doesn't make this tea. Yeah, but what I mean is about this button, mm-hmm. is how many people have decaf coffee? Me. OK, with I've one. Decaf, decaf, decaf yeah, coffee every many. day. Well, I always have decaf coffee with skimmed milk. Yes, but not that many here. Anyway, let's go back oh, to this woman. Natalie Dillon. She's offering to sell her virginity. There's a picture of her. She looks like she's a brass. I'm sorry. She says, I'm not a prostitute. Well, selling your virginity, I'm afraid, dear, is prostitution. Sorry, you were going to say what the bidding had got up to? Oh, yes. She's had 10,000 bids on her website, and the price of her virginity has rocketed to... £37. <laughs> Two and a half million quid. You're joking! Well, I mean, there is no way that this old brass is going to get two and a half million quid. You never know. No, nobody is going to be that stupid, I'm afraid. Because in Japan, they it, it's a big thing for Japanese women to be virgins when they get married. So there is an operation to give them back their virginity if they've actually uh, lost it. Yes? Um, where is she? 
she's in America. However, I can tell you she's classy because her sister, Natalie... Uh, no, sorry, Natalie came up with this after her sister, Avia, put herself through college by working in a brothel for just three weeks. So, in other words, they are a pair of old brasses. That's what they do. Whether you do it for three weeks, three hours, three days, you sell yourself for money, you're a prostitute. It's as simple as that. She said, there is no chance of her getting it. This is some tacky old broad. You've only got to look at her. Look. I mean, I don't want to be but rude. But do you, do you have... Do you have I a... don't want to be rude. Don't make me be rude about her. But she looks like a brass. She does a bit. She, she does a bit. Quite a bit, actually. But apparently she's, she's doing at college, and only in America can you do this. Uh, many will be surprised that such a pretty woman is still a virgin. No, why? No, 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 why I would we be, be surprised? No, she has a degree in women's studies. Whatever the heck that is. So do you is. have problems with prostitutes, then? So I have a problem with somebody trying to maintain that it's something that it's not. Yeah, but do you have problems with prostitutes? No, oh, no, no. I've interviewed many. Yeah, so... I don't actually see what's wrong with this, if... She's claiming she's not a prostitute, I'm saying she is. Oh, right, yes, I, I'm, I'm, I agree, yeah. and she's a bit of a scrubber from it. Yes, but uh, you've only got to look at a picture of her. It's, my virginity's up for sale, and what, what they're saying is, many will be surprised such a pretty woman is still a virgin. She says, I've had two serious boyfriends, and of course, we were intimate in some ways. In I some ways? I don't think we need to go down that particular route, but at the end of the day, what she is, is she's a cheap, tacky story for the papers to put in there. You know, we had another girl who wanted to sell her virginity Do you remember, for 10,000 quid, and she turned up on the BBC News, sitting there, and you think, you're just revolting, I'm afraid. Can you remember if she actually went ahead with it? Uh, I've got no idea. She certainly, I mean, I, w I would be more interested in what Natalie Dillon's parents think. She wants the money for a college course. She says, I didn't expect so many people to bid for me or for the amount to be so high. You'll never get two and a half million. Let me promise you that now. There is no way. It's a joke, dear. It's a joke at your expense. Well, if her, if her sister's gone into the profession... Yes, but her sister was working in a brothel in Nevada. There's a difference between uh, advertising on the internet and faceless people putting in silly bids than actually working in a brothel where a man turns up and goes, you, There's no now. difference whatsoever! Of course there is, because in your, if you're working in the brothel, the customer is standing in front of you. She's only got fake bids. Yeah, but they're not going to say... Well, you don't know that. You don't know that. They might be real bids. Of course they're not real bids. You don't, don't know that stupid. until the Of course the they're not. How do you know? Course, because I can tell you for a fact. I'll put you a thousand quid on it. Oh, you see, it always comes down to money with you, isn't it? It's always yeah. a bet on money. Because no. I'm determined to get money out of you, because you're so mean and stingy. Can we just, can we just point this out now? Yeah. I am not mean and stingy at all. Right, all right, put a thousand pound, then. I'm not, I haven't got a thousand pounds to spare. <laughs> all me. right, I'll lend you a thousand pounds. Then you can owe me it. Oh, great. <laughs> Superb. <laughs> no, as far as I'm concerned, she, all these, you know what people like. You advertise something on the internet, somebody says, I'll buy it. Look how many fake things are on eBay. Are, there, are these genuine Cartier so-and-sos? If, if it turns out to be a fake bids, why are you having a go at her for somebody else putting a fake bid Because on? I think it's so disgusting that somebody is selling their virginity in inverted commas So you do have eBay. a problem with prostitutes? I do have a problem with somebody selling it like that. I don't have a problem with prostitution. Well, there's no difference between I the do, way yeah, she's but then doing... don't start making it up to be something else. I'm doing it to put myself through college. You're doing it because you're a scrubber. Oh, I, I, I agree that she's you probably... Know. There might be some So some dirty, old, pox-ridden man comes in, I'll, I'll give you two million. She's going to go, yeah, that's all right. Because prostitutes sleep with anybody. I'm not saying I agree with it. Many I'm just saying with diseases. <laughs> I'm illnesses. just saying the way she's doing it is actually a bit more lucrative than the way people are doing it in brothels. She's getting advertising for it. How long's left? How long's left in the bidding? I've just got no idea. You put a bid in, didn't you? You put a bid in. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. You're very silly. <laughs> I'm going to hit you. I've decided. Now the daily. I'm going to open this envelope shortly. Wait. <laughs> Can you not do it now? No. Oh. No, I'm doing it later. Uh, the Daily Star, I've got a story about uh, the stupidest man 
in the country. I don't know if you saw him. I, I saw, saw him on the television the other day. His name is, well, we think it's Ben Smith. He's not only ugly, but he's stupid. He's so stupid, he cannot spell the word father. How has he spelt it? F-A-R-T-H-E-R. <laughs> This man uh, happily went on the Jeremy Kyle show and said that he's got children with three different 16 and 17-year-olds. One girl said, he charmed me into bed. He's a foul-mouthed, thick, revolting little man. And we have to take a very quick break. Your home may be re... Catchy, that music, isn't it? That's quite catchy. If you're sitting in the car at the moment, you'll be thinking to yourself, got to go to work. Got to go to work today. I don't want to go to work today. Whereas uh, we're just finishing work today, which is quite nice. Well, isn't you it? are. Well, I'm just finishing work. Yes. Well, eventually. Very sad news that uh, David Vine died of a heart attack mm. at the age of 73. I had no idea that uh, they, they keep putting down he did. It's a knockout. Miss World and all these. I had no idea he did them. Did quite a bit. Yeah, he did quite a bit. It would look like a nice man. Still to come, the opening of Steve Allen's envelope, which arrived yesterday. Dun, 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 uh, one here says. Uh, what about that little nightclub at Cross Deep? There isn't a nightclub at Cross Deep, I'm afraid. Uh, Gordon, I know, isn't it? Fantastic. We actually checked the other day, and uh, I think you, you've bought one, and 19 other people, so well done on that one. So, yeah, we, we think that's the funniest round here. Everybody's just wetting themselves laughing. Can't tell. It's only between me and, uh, me and uh, Gordon. Right. Just about spell his name. Thanks for sharing. Uh, Steve, we can sell Alan on eBay. Oh, charming. It is true. It is true. Oh, do you know what? If we get two million quid, I won't mind. Two and a half million Two quid. and a half million. Yeah, yes. stick me on, stick me on. What, on eBay? Yeah, go on, yeah. <laughs> I quite like, uh, I like that, that, that idea, I think. Uh, Prince Harry may not be racist, but he made a racist remark. Oh, shut up and go away, you boring little twerp, honestly. I'm so bored with this. It's just, it's finished now. It doesn't even make the front pages of the papers anymore. It was three years ago, and it's finished. The army are not going to do anything. Uh, Gordon Brown's not going to do anything. He's apologised and he said, listen, terribly sorry, there was no malice intended. OK? End of story. Yes? I just like the way you say that and then what? go on for another minute rant about it. <laughs> it's finished, but let me just talk for another minute on it. <laughs> well, because it's so boring now. It was yesterday's news. In fact, it was three years ago's news. A minute and a half. A minute and a half. <laughs> well, it's so people who still, you know, still drag it up again. The drearies, I'm afraid. Uh, never go away from the radio, says Marge. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure what that means, actually. Never go away from the radio. I think, obviously think it's very funny, very funny, which is good. Uh, a lot of you saw that thick bloke on the Jeremy Kyle show. He was thick. Nasty, nasty little person. Nasty. Why was he so nasty, though? Uh, because of his language. Oh, and really? because of the way he, he treated... And the reason he didn't use contraception was because he didn't know how to put a condom on. Well, the audience were stupid. laughing at him. I mean, he was just beyond thick. He was absolutely beyond thick, I'm afraid. Uh, another picture of uh, Natalie on her website. It is a... I'm sorry, I don't care what. <laughs> this is just a student, is it? Yeah. Yeah, I think we've kind of got, got yeah. the drift of that one there. Doesn't matter. Um, the armed gunman, who uh, uh, had balaclavas yesterday, rescued a man on his way back from, I think, uh, Feltham Young Offenders Institute... Uh, it's not rescued, th though, is it, really? Uh, it's not a rescue. They held the van up yeah. and they broke down the back door. He's, he's a member of a, of a family. He was up. They reckon he could actually be getting life. And his name was Wayne Connor. Wayne. Uh, good old Wayne. Little, little bloke out at the moment. Don't worry, you'll be back in very shortly, Wayne, and it won't look very good for you, won't you know, will it? You know, you could be out for a little while, but then once they get you back in again... Yeah, love it, love it. Uh, Johnny says, I think the young fop Alan is enjoyable listening but once again is skating on thin ice. 
Your generosity and shopping exploits must continue. Unlike Alan, who put you through the trauma of buying you a cheap and tacky Christmas present, do not let him forget how you wept on air and the listeners had to cheer you up. He can be quite callous at times. And how much are you paying him to say that? <laughs> About a pound. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I think you'll find it wasn't cheap. It cost me a lot of money. Did it? It did. Oh. Well, as did the candles that I got you. Oh, the candles are lovely. Well, exactly. I use the candles... Well, you can only use them the once. You can only use them the once. It, it is the gift that only happens once. They it were very is. nice. Very, very, very... And uh, I don't think you will ever use them, because they're so beautifully carved. They are beautiful, and beautifully carved out of out of wax. <laughs> uh, about an inch and a half inches. To, well, in fact, they actually fit into it. They've got a little, little glass thing. A little tea light holder. A little tea light holder. Very interesting. One is Father Christmas, as done by somebody who's got no idea what Father Christmas looks like. And the other one, I believe, is a... Was it an angel or a reindeer? It was a reindeer. Reindeer. Looking remarkably like... A reindeer. A dog. And, uh, with, with, with antlers. And your Paddington bear is sat on my sideboard right now. It's not Paddington bear. Mine's a Paddington bear. It's not a Paddington bear. It's, it's got it's a Paddington bear sticker, uh, thing holding no, around it. No, it hasn't. You turn it over, it says, find me a Paddington <laughs> station. Find me a Paddington station. No, it hasn't. It's it not... has. I've just looked at it last night. It says, you Alan, turn it round, it says... it is not a Paddington bear. I'm not going to argue with you about it, then but I'm telling you say... now, because it, you've put it on there, because I checked those very carefully. It had... I it's haven't. not. A, it's I'm not. It in next week. Yes, I'll, bet, I'll, bet, I'll bet you £100 right now it's a Paddington Bear. Oh, all of it, you see, it comes on, down to no, money with I'm, you, doesn't it? Was it just comes night. down on, to money. Shake my hand. Every pounds. time, I don't want to go down that route, Alan, because, because I think it's wrong. cheap and tacky, and you have to bring it down to money. I Every time it doesn't go your way, you then have to go, I bet you £1,000, I bet you £100, and I sit here in all innocence, having to put up with this, and set my envelope. Anyway, this arrived in yesterday. Tuesday, January the 13th, <laughs> Steve Allen is wrong. <laughs> I don't think we'll ever better say that in our lives. Anyway, this envelope arrived the other day. Now, I know what it, who it's from. But you don't know the wording or something? I don't know the wording. Years and years ago, I was a member of the Magic Circle. I was an associate of the Magic Circle. Yes. OK. Because you could join the Magic Circle in those days if you had an interest in magic. And, uh, and then they, the rules changed. And all of a sudden, you had to do an examination. Right. To be a member of the Magic Circle. Uh, because they, they took out the category of being interested in magic and having interest in the art and stuff like that. And, of course, I'm a huge supporter, as anybody will, will tell you. But, uh, so, uh, in the end, I sort of, I couldn't stay because I, had, I was expected to do things. But I can't because of my statins and all the other things. And I don't want people poking around my ass looking at my collection, which, which is quite huge now. Quite yes. huge. So, but they then changed it. Right. And so now, that was me again, <laughs> you can, uh, you can uh, as if, as if by uh, concurring with all of this, my stomach is agreeing. And, um, and so they then said, yes, you could. So apparently it, it was put to a vote whether or not to allow Steve Allen back into the Magic Circle so that Steve Allen can then be a member of the Magic Circle. Oh. Okay. And here is... Here is the, I hope uh, this is what you think Yes, it is. I hope it is, actually. It's either that or it's an invitation to join Tesco's club. OK, that's the Magic Circle okay. logo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you open it up, and inside... This is from David Ball. Look at this. It gives me this pleasure to... We're sorry to hear. Yes, we're sorry to hear about your latest. <laughs> it says, by unanimous vote of the council, you've been elected a member of the Magic Circle. Hey! So there you go. Full details. Yes, I know exactly where it is. And, um, so, uh... What does that get you now? Uh, well, it means I, I can go badge? back down there. I've got the events for, for November. I can't tell you what they are, because it's a secret. And I've got my Magic Circle member, but Steve But what sort Allen. of events do they do? Uh, magical events. 
Right, so it's people just doing magic? Um, well, it's talks and discussions and things like that. Dealers' days. Oh, right. All sorts of things. That's quite good. Yes, all sorts of things. For example, I can't tell you any of these, actually. <laughs> Wait a minute, let's have a quick look for 2009. Uh, that's very good. Why can't uh, you tell people? Because you're not a member. And, but it's uh, just an that event looks very which we can't go to. Yes, but, well, it, but it wouldn't mean anything to you. Then why can't you tell us? Well, because it's secret. Oh, rubbish. I'm going to start the Magic Square. I'll be, I'll be thrown out. I'm going to start the Magic Square. Magic Square. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, David, thank you very much indeed for that. So, uh, unanimously. That's what you need. Unanimous vote to the council. You don't just need one or two people. And the constitution no. here. Oh, There's all three of them. Got the constitution. All three of them. I forget how many there are. There's quite a few. Wow, that's, for you, that's yeah. fantastic. Because I know you love your magic. And Ali Bongo as well. Of course. And I've got... Got my magazine here. Terms for use of the Magic Circle logo. Are there any other... Why would you want to use that? Oh, you might want to. I'm, well, I can now put MM, Steve Allen MMC after my name on my chequebook. Oh, really? Yeah. On your chequebook? Are you sure that you're allowed to do that? Oh, you put it anywhere you like. Yeah. Anywhere you like. So, thank you very much indeed. So, I'm... Uh, I'm very much, so, now it says on the envelope, Steve Allen MMC. Okay, can I just ask you a question? Though? Yes. What wording were you expecting to find inside that you didn't know? Uh, I wanted to see the word unanimous. Oh, was that the word you were looking yes, for? Yes, I was looking for the word unanimous. Right. Because it's, it's, because you can be elected by, by council, but it might be a majority. To be elected unanimously means that everybody says, absolutely, he should be a member of the Magic Circle. Well, yes, that's what the word unanimous tends yeah, to mean. but that's what you want. That's what you want. But how did you, what did you do? Did you apply to them? Did you say, excuse me? For some reason, and I can't remember how it happened, so there was a, um... You were begging? Um, and in, no, there was an internet thing started. Really? Somebody told me something started on the internet saying, why was Steve Allen not a member anymore, as he did so much for the Magic Circle and promoted magic and International's Day of Magic and Davenports and sites and all sorts of things. And I know loads of magicians. You, uh, uh, yes, you do. I do know loads of magicians. You do know lots of magicians. And so, and then it started, then other people started saying, why isn't he a member? And then Jack Delvin picked it up, and then Faye Presto and... Snowballed, Halliburton. though. It just snowballed, actually. Because you do, do magic tricks all the time. Constantly. Well, you do. I'll show you one in a minute. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Something's <laughs> to do with me disappearing. Oh, dear. Oh, how lovely. London's NHS Hospital. LBC 97.3. Steve Allen. Morning, everybody. Nice to have your company. 19 minutes past... Is it 19 minutes past six this uh, lovely morning as I celebrate being a member of the Magic Circle, being a very happy little bunny today, which is quite nice. And also, uh, Alan Dodgen with us as well. C'est moi. C'est moi, which is very good indeed. I'm trying to find it. There you go. OK. So, so I'm just I'm just quickly checking something on the uh, on the internet. That's the that's the price there. OK. OK. And that's how many are left. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yes. Sorry, Gordon. Never mind. Uh, at least an another three have gone, so that's good, isn't it? Yeah. Bit happy about that. So, Twenty-three now. Twenty-three. Uh, Steve, if you remember the Magic Circle, any chance of making Gordon Brown and his government disappear? Well, hey. Uh, yes. Congratulations on your renewed membership of the Magic Circle. Well done. You love magic. Is it male thing only? No, surprisingly, there are ladies. No, heaven forbid. Junior section <laughs> of the Magic Circle as well. The junior section. And everybody has to audition, do they? Normally. Uh, if you want to join normally, yes. I mean, you, you would, if you were going to be a magician, but I'm not a magician. I just have a great interest and I collect. Right. So I spend a lot of money on collecting. So normally you have to be a magician, uh, magician, magician, and then you would have to do an audition then? Yes. Right. Yes. What you would do is you, you would sort of practice and you would do a certain act, be it ropes or rings or cards or whatever. Are there, are there a lot of ma magicians, who, professional ones out mm. there working who aren't members of the Magic Circle? Yes, probably. Yes. Yeah. yes it's, I mean, it's not compulsory mm. to be a member of the Magic Circle, but uh, you can be a member of the Magic Circle and then you become 
an associate of the Inner Magic Circle, a member of the Inner Magic Circle, with Gold Star, with Silver Star. What does that do if you become the Well, that just means, you know, somebody like Paul Daniels would be a member of the Inner Magic Circle. And it doesn't, it, it, it's just a title. Secret handshakes? No, probably not secret handshakes. As far as I know, rooms? actually, no. no. But they have a lovely uh, club room. Dating neighbours? Uh, probably not dating neighbours, no. Well, there's probably some neighbours you could date in there, really? I should imagine. And they've got a museum. Oh, and, fantastic. Uh, they've got legend. You know, they've got people in there that you wouldn't have heard of, but magicians would have heard of them. Right. So that's why. And, of course, everybody's fascinated. All kids pick up a magic box, don't they? Of course they, they do, yes. And they look at it and they think, oh, I want to do a magic trick. Mm. So did you never get the, the bug of magic? Oh, yes, I was into it when I was younger. Mm. Particularly when I, for some strange reason, particularly when I was, like, about 1920. Right. And I was at drama school, and I really got into it. And I was doing... I used to practice tricks at home, card tricks and... Right. You know, the uh, the needle through the tongue trick. Right, yes. Things like that. I was doing that one. But I kept on ruining my shirts with the fake blood. <laughs> yes. Doesn't help, does it? No. no. I, I do a very good needle through arm. Oh, right. Actually, through arm. Very good. You can actually watch it going into the flesh oh, and out fantastic. the other side. I'll yeah, bring that great. in and show you. Yeah. I do a very nice one, which I should bring in next week, actually, for you. Hmm. Which I, which I, th- I think could, could be quite entertaining. No fire. No, no, no. You've I do have me. fire. I know, you've scared me so many times with the fire ones. Yes, I do have fire. I have a lot of fire. Because, strangely enough, certain countries you can buy certain things. You go to Austria, and you can buy lots of fire. Over here, and in America, you've got to be 18. Yeah. To buy, I love it. I love and no more like handkerchiefs. That. Every time you did a handkerchief, I've got about thirty different handkerchiefs now. Really? Hey, Alan, what's the one hey. I can make? Is it handkerchiefs, do? Oh, look, it's a handkerchief. <laughs> I quite like handkerchiefs. You can keep actually. that, Alan. You can keep that. I Anybody will it. tell you that if ever I see silk handkerchiefs for sale, and I do have what I consider to be one of the best collections. I've got everything uh, up to uh, six foot square. Uh, yes, but what are you going to do with them? Nothing. You're not going to do anything with them. So why do you have them? Well, like the umbrellas. Yes. How many umbrellas have you now got? And I don't mean actual proper umbrellas. I mean stage umbrellas. 46. Exactly. What are you going to do with 46 stage umbrellas? Nothing. Because, well, I was going to use them at Croydon and I never quite got round to it. Right. So are are we going to do another show? I have everything from little three-inch umbrellas to to parasols. In fact, well, I used them, didn't you I? Did at, use at, them. at the Shaw Theatre. Yeah, but that was only that's only a small part of them. I had another forty-six at home after the uh, the six I produced down there. All right, we're doing another show. I've decided. That's yeah, it. we have now. to do another show. Just, just for the umbrellas. Yes, just for the umbrellas. Uh, very quickly, uh, Johnny says to celebrate the good news concerning the Magic Circle. Would it be possible to see somebody else recommending that we make you disappear? Oh, thanks, everybody. He says appreciate or it. Or are you considering having him in as assistant? Lycran sequence spring to mind. This is Johnny of Brixton, not allowed on a forum. He's been barred from forums. Oh, has he? Yes, he's been barred. Oh, dear. Very naughty. Well, if you've seen any of my jackets, you'll see, yes, I do get away with some stuff. Yes. Ah. Mm -hmm. And don't make Alan disappear, says Paul, as we love him. Oh, thank you so much. (laughs) My girlfriend's friend, Mandy, is a member. Guess you know her. She does parties for the rich and famous, and now you, darling, well done, says Angela. Do you know I know. Yes. Oh, you do I know know quite a few Mandy's, actually, at the Magic Circle. Well, how do you know which one he's talking about, then? Because I know. Oh, you don't know. I do so know. If you know so many Mandy's, you don't know which one he's talking about. Oh, well, I know two, then. Right. I know two. Okay. And one, actually, I know very well, because one called Mandy got married through meeting somebody on a dating programme on LBC. Oh. So there you go. Details of that later. Uh, Steve, the Churchill Theatre, good-sized theatre with balcony, excellent for you to use. I've been listening to LBC for... More years than I care to remember. I shall certainly come. I'm sure you'd have a sellout. See, that's the, that's the only reason we do the theatres, is to get the uh, the sellouts. See, you like the mid-range size theatres. I like the really big theatres. Yeah, somebody else said that to me the other day, because for those people who don't know, but we... The first one we did was 300. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was out at Radlett. Yeah. Which is quite nice. 
because it had a nice stage there. Then we did... Then, then they, they phoned me up and said, it's sold out. And I went, right. And they said, so they, they, they put another one on. That one sold out. But they, it was the speed of which they were selling out as well. The fastest one was the Queen's Theatre, wasn't it? Two hours. It was ridiculous. Two hours to sell out. Although they were queuing at the Shaw Theatre. Yes, they were. Three o'clock in the morning, yes, if you remember. Were. So that, that, that was quite nice. And, um, and then Croydon sold out, I think, in about... I think it was about three days. It was something like that. Yeah. But that I was... like the Croydon one. You liked I it? I love Fairfield. Did you? Yeah, I really do enjoy doing that one. Well, we might. We might. Uh, Dawn in Ryslip says, You know I have a few video clips of your last Croydon Christmas show. Well, I'm wondering how you'd feel about me putting just my recording of the last six minutes of the show, including Richard Hakia singing White Christmas and the snow coming down on YouTube. Alan Dodgen is so funny on it. He looks like he's about to fall off his stool from laughing at you nearly slipping in the snow. Put it on. Put it on, because I haven't... Se- I've only seen little bits, as you know. Do you know what? I felt so guilty that... When, when that... Because of that incident. Because Richard was singing his heart out and doing so well. Yeah. And it was actually a really nice moment. And I didn't mean to laugh, but it was looking at you being completely covered in the snow. And it was your feet. And I don't think... I don't know if it'll come out in the video, but you were just... It was almost like a foot deep around you. You did actually, uh, Yes. <laughs> there was quite a bit. No, the only reason I didn't want uh, too many of my shows on YouTube... I don't want my family pictures put up there. And somebody had said, I've got a lovely picture of you as a baby. And I don't want those pictures put up there. Because they're, they're exclusively for the shows. Hmm. That's and, fair enough. Uh, I don't want to share those on YouTube with people. Um, and, oh, Alan, I don't think the, the Daily Goss... Um, what? Is sending out newsletters? No. No, what's happening with the Daily Goss is because we're... Oh, people probably don't know, but we're moving uh, buildings at the right, moment. Right, they're moving, Dawn. So, um, there is, I think, there's no newsletters going out at the moment, so we're, we're doing transition. Okay, transition. transition over but the Christmas period. We it, started again just before Christmas, yeah. and now because we're moving buildings, it all starts up again. Don't panic, it'll all be there. Okay, but in answer to your first question, would we like the last six minutes of the Croydon Christmas show with Richard Hakia singing and the snow coming down and Alan laughing? The answer is yes, because I'd like to see how many thousands of hits that one would get. I don't think I've ever seen a video of that, that Have show. you not seen that? Of that show, no. I've seen all the... I've got all the pictures still, which Chris Christodoulou took. Oh, great. Fantastic pictures and, uh, and a very lively LBC audience. They were lively. One and a half thousand. Well, I say one and a half thousand because there was uh, an extra hundred people who had paid to stand down the sides of the hall. It just looked packed in there. <laughs> it was packed it to the rafters. Packed. Do you think we should do it this year again, ladies and gentlemen? Do we want more snow? Probably not, actually. Probably not more snow. I don't think so. Uh, Steve, what about the masked magician revealing shows on ITV? Mm. I'm not wild about that. He is a magician himself. His name's Valentino. And in America, and they put him out on the Fox News Network, what he did was, and anybody could do it, you, he went out, he bought a load of tricks, and then he showed them on television, and, and then told you how they were done. Mm. Which kind of defeats the object, really. It's sort of, it's a bit churlish. He's a bit of a, he's a bit of a pranny, I'm afraid. Yeah, but you know what? But they've done so many series now, and they tell you each one, and all the magicians get up in arms and go, ooh, this and that. I'm of the opinion, I think it's rubbish, but that's just one method of doing something. There's no point of showing, I remember seeing Muhammad Ali on television years ago, and he showed them a trick, but because of his religion, he couldn't explain it as a magic trick. He had to show them how he did it. So he went, and this, 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 and they went, oh, that's fantastic. He said, no, actually, I did it like this. And he then showed them, and I thought, that was pointless. Yeah, that was pointless. You, but the, I enjoy watching those magic shows where they reveal it. Oh, do you? From, but, but because I want to learn how to do it to show somebody. Lovely. This. 25 minutes to uh, 7. Well done to Mr Blacker for getting his first 
winner of the year. Just a shame the price was so very short. Yes. I had to stop the rot, though, didn't I? Yeah, you did. But you did very well, actually. The price wasn't that short again this time yesterday, but everyone followed suit and lumped on. Yeah. Two to five, your profit was 80 pence. Mm. So, but I mean, I've always better, said... Better than a two-pound loss, which has absolutely. been the, uh, the trend. I totally agree. So your total loss is now, because Alex's autumn morning finished fifth. Total loss there, £6.77. Your total loss, £5.20. And today's selection, 3.40 at Great Lees. Pension policy win only. OK, I've also gone to Great Lees, the 3.10. Benedict Spirit. To Benedict win. Spirit. Yeah. Quite like the sound of that. <laughs> Benedict Spirit. You like the sound of all of them, but... No, I don't, do no. I think I think autumn morning sounded quite nice, but there's no chance of it winning. Is there any chance of any of them winning? Well, yeah, yesterday Petrovsky. Yeah, because it sounds like Petrovsky. Starts off good, <laughs> and then it always goes downhill. Yeah, but that's his first one of the year. We're only up it, to it the. It didn't start off very well, to be honest. No, we are up. We're up to the thirteenth. <laughs> Sorry for me being pessimistic about this. It's just going back over the previous few You've got years. To be positive. <laughs> you're not positive. I are try you? to be, but then you know. <laughs> Your trouble. You're not positive enough. Go each way, win. I don't know what it all means. Well, 80 pence, and that was winning. If he'd been each way, it would have been nothing. Nothing at all. <laughs> about, about 10p, maybe. Yeah, about 10p. So 80 pence better, and it means that he's he's, he's bubbling under, as they say. That's good Joy. News. Joy <laughs> and bliss. <laughs> Thank you, Phil, very much indeed. Thank you. Phil's back with uh, Nick Ferrari on The Breakfast Show this morning, just after the news at seven. Uh, very quickly, uh, Alan, so John says, Alan could be your Debbie McGee. Uh, Noreen says, I think Diane, Brian and I bought the first tickets for a show, Radlett. We were the first in the queue and we've stayed friends. Wow. So that's good, isn't it? And I'm not wearing tights as Debbie McGee. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another one here. Uh, and it says, uh, oh, this is from Ray, who says, I hope the umbrellas will be more successful than the flowering bush at Horn Church. <laughs> yes, that was dreadful. <laughs> <laughs> How many times you rehearsed that as well? Oh. <laughs> D- that was Darren's fault. Totally Darren's fault. Why well, was it his fault? Totally Darren's fault. He knows why it was his fault. Oh, you can't fault. say, can you, of course I not. can't say. Yeah. Uh, somebody says, not a club at Cross Steep. No, there's not. There's, you mean the lap dancing club? <laughs> but that's not sort of a Cross Steep. That's the uh, other side of the road, I think. Uh, 84850, uk. Uh, oh, I see. Uh, it's so funny in, in Big Brother. I must mention very briefly. Michelle Heaton, the old uh, the old dog herself, is trying to make out the some relationship between her and uh, Ben Adams, having, of course, been in the diary room and done the fake crying about uh, Coolio saying something to her about you and Ben getting it on together. So now they're they're pretending there's something going on and they're flirting. She really ben is Adams the A1. lowest of the low. Sorry, Ben Adams A one. Yes, yeah, I used to like A one. Yeah, unfortunately, he's as Boring as heck. I've not watched it. Uh, Darren is with us. Good morning. Morning to you. Good morning. Where are we off to today? Uh, we're going to go and have some uh, a look at some art because it's the 21st year of the London Art Fair, the Business Design Centre in Islington. Nice. Got to spend a million pounds. Mm-hmm. Um, no. <laughs> no. Right, spare 20 pounds? Uh, nope. Oh, well, that's what it starts. <laughs> 20 pounds up to a million and uh, this year they've got Alan Christie, Richard Green, Bear Space, FAS Contemporary, and many, many, many more. Now, the advice is to book in advance on the web, otherwise it costs a lot of money to get in on the day, something like £20 if you're, if you're unlucky. But if you book online, it's about 11 Right. quite saving if you do it that way. Okay. Just type in Google on an art fair, isn't it? It'll take you straight to the website. And also a reminder that Get Into London Theatre is still going on, Right. A couple of weeks left for that. And if you don't know what that is, it's your chance to go to your Western show for as little as uh, £15 or as much as 55 So you can go 
see something like Wicked for £35 instead of 60 Phantom of the Opera, The Magic Flute, The Lion King, Les Mis, all at 35 quid. Then at the other end, you've got Avenue Q, Blood Brothers, Duet for One, Entertaining Mr. Sloan, Grease, Joseph, The Clique down at the Hippodrome, which you still haven't seen, have you? No. Do you think I should? You should definitely go and sit right up your street. Yeah, all right. Up in Edinburgh, it's a fantastic show. Actually, they had on uh, Alan Titchmarsh's show yesterday, they did another clip from the Jersey Boys, but I'd already seen the clip because they were on the Royal Variety performance. Yes, they were. So, uh, that's uh, quite a good show. Levada, your special offer as well, Thrill of the Michael Jackson concert, We Will Rock You, Woman in Black, Zorro, Billionaire, they're all there, go and have a look at it. Get into LondonTheatre.co.uk. Excellent. All right, thank you very much indeed for that. Pleasure. We should put them down. Are we putting those on the website? Some of them, yes. OK, so com. You'll find some of them on there. OK, thanks very much indeed. We'll talk to you uh, later. It was you that screwed up the flowering bush, wasn't it? Nothing to do with me at I think we'll just get an admission of that now, live on the programme. No, no it was you, you're useless <laughs> at magic and have no right to belong to the magic <laughs> Well, I am. And somebody's just said, if, did, did Terry Seabrook vote for you? And I said, well, I'm not sure. And they said, well, if he didn't, we'll go around and slap his legs. I should imagine Seabrook would vote for me absolutely without any hesitation whatsoever. But I haven't seen Chris Angel. I know that his um, Vegas show didn't do very well. It got dreadful crits. I'm afraid. How on earth does he do that levitation trick where he soars between two buildings? A bit like Superman, I should imagine. Who knows? Thank you, Darren, for that. Pleasure. 18 minutes to seven. Darren's back with us on uh, Sunday with the uh, the gadgets. Uh, 8 for 850. Steve at uh, lbc.code. What? Stomach again. Yeah, I yeah. know, uh, it's bizarre. This You're morning, not even fasting yet. I'm not even fasting. <laughs> Wait till we get to Wednesday morning and the fasting oh, comes in. I must mention uh, very quickly, because we also played the Millfield Theatre. You never came with us to the Millfield, did Which you? Which one's the Millfield? That's in Edmonton. Uh, no. I don't think you I did. Don't... I don't think anybody came with us to the Millfield. No. I don't think so. I think it was almost one of the first ones that we did. But the Counterfeit Stones are there, and they're on the 5th of February at 8pm. If you've never seen them... Go see them. They're absolutely excellent. This is their Blaggers Banquet Tour. Oh. And they're very, 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 very good. In fact, we only, we only recommend, we've recommended quite a number, actually, but the Counterfeit Stones and the, uh, the Bootleg Beatles uh-huh. are absolutely brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. So check those out. Check out the stamps as well from Royal Mail. The, uh, the first stamps of 2009. For those of you who don't have to be a, you know, somebody who collects stamps, they're just Very nice British. Stamps. They're very British. Very British. Iconic things like the mini... And uh, the telephone box and the miniskirt. Mary Quant unveiled the stamps. Oh, I'll tell you what I saw in the paper yesterday. What? The uh, Royal Mint was selling a Britannia penny for £2.50. Yes. They were selling... What does that mean? Well, you know the Britannia. What's a Britannia? Yeah, the Britannia uh, emblem on the back of a penny, which yeah. is going away well, Loads of them. Exactly, but what, they're selling it for... Well, sorry, they're selling for free, post and packing, £2.50. Good Lord. Is this the Royal Mint, or yes. was it somebody no, that sounded like the Royal Mint? No, I'm sure I saw the word Royal Mint on it. You're sure? Mm, no. Pretty sure. No, because I, I don't, the Royal, why would the Royal Mint want to sell pennies? You can get them anywhere. But that's what I mean. That's my point. You can go and buy a whole load of them. There's um, a toy museum we, we took the kids to a while ago, and you went in there and all the things worked on pennies. So I think you gave them a pound and they gave you ten pennies. It was a dreadful exchange rate, seeing as they got the pennies back, but we didn't get the pound back. So I'm going to check, because so it, it, it was in this particular paper yesterday, oh, okay. so I'm going to have a check now, see if I can find it again. Okay. Sue Carroll is with uh, Nick Ferrari this morning, 
Uh, her column today is looking at all sorts of things, so I'm sure she'll be uh, as uh, outspoken as ever. Plus, they're looking at uh, the latest retail numbers, uh, talking about Blair receiving his medal. And the metric martyr has been cleared. That's Janice Devers, the market trader. Uh, she elected to go for trial by jury. Good for her. And in the end, they've gone, no, we can't be bothered to do it. Shame they didn't say that ages and ages ago. And uh, Ladbrook's ad. Why are people so quick to complain? I think because they get a letter from somebody they've never heard of before. So people love complaining nowadays, don't they? Oh, I've got a letter through the post. It's generally people, you know, you th most people just go on with their lives and get on with it. But uh, some people like the complaining because it's all, uh, all good fun. Thank you to Raymond as well. He knows who he is. I cannot on that day, but thank you so much for the invite. Thank you very much indeed, and good luck for it. Good luck for it. I won't mention it on air. Uh, and Noreen says, it seems that Carol McGiffin is now engaged. Apparently, she announced on air the other day that she was away and the boyfriend uh, said, you want to get engaged? And she went, too right. So, uh, we wish her well. And did you see Come Dine With Me? Yes. <laughs> My thoughts on that are, are, uh, are available on the podcast a little bit later on tomorrow. 84850stevedlbc.co.uk Actually, somebody else uh, has just said to me, Paul said, you know, that Carol has now got engaged. Yes, we knew about it. I'm very happy she is too. Quarter to seven is the time. Steve Allen. Ten to seven. Fancy seeing the best films first and for free? Well, you can with the LBC 97.3 Film Club in association with Cineworld Cinemas. This month's must-see movie is Frost Nixon, a dramatic retelling of the post-Watergate television interviews between British talk show host David Frost and former President Richard Nixon. It's in cinemas from the 23rd of January. The Film Club doesn't cost a penny to join, and you could be going every month to see the best new movies in town before everybody else gets to see them. Simply log on to lbc.co.uk join the LBC Listener Club it's as simple as that once you're a member you click to request your tickets the LBC 97.3 Film Club in association with Cineworld Cinemas Fred in Palmer's Green says I spoke to both Alan and yourself at the Millfield I think it was the first outing for Alan and Paul's jackets Oh, I right. Yes, yeah, I don't... I'm not <clears throat> totally convinced they were with us at the Millfields. I thought we did... Well, I've, I've certainly done every show with you, par one, which was the one up near uh, Euston, between Euston and King's Cross. The Shaw Theatre you Shaw, that's the one so I did you do. So did you do both... Sh excuse us, I've said. Did you do both shows at Radlett? Yeah. But you weren't on stage, were you, at Radlett? You were just in the audience. In the did, audience, that's, that's right. That's right, they, they, they came out into the audience. Yeah. Ah, that's why. But you, but you did the Millfield. I must well, Fred, I Fred thinks remember. you did the Millfield, because well, he remembers speaking to me, and he thinks it was the first outing for your jackets. Did you have the jackets by that time? We always had the jackets. Yeah. But there was different jackets. The first jackets yeah. we had was that... Do you remember that one with the sea scene on? Yeah. Or those dolphins and things and weird oh, creatures. Oh, yes, I remember, remember that, that one? Yes, yes. We all did the yes. top in the end. Nice. Yeah, we liked lovely. those 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 jackets. They were very nice indeed. But where are they now? Well, that one got auctioned off. That oh, yes, there was one that was auctioned off, off yes. Yeah. And the others are in my cupboard. <laughs> oh, right. I'm, I remember doing a story a short while ago, in fact, yesterday and the day before and last week, about this uh, woman asylum seeker, seven feet tall, uh, seven feet two, uh, Zanae Bibi, who can't speak English. Uh, she's just lost her latest appeal to stay here, turned down. There's no reason for her being in this country whatsoever, apart from the fact that she likes the benefit system so much. Nice. And uh, she claims that she, uh, back home in Pakistan she's bullied. Her mother has said, no, she's not. She's a local celebrity. 
And so she's had the second one turned down. To be honest, let's get her out of the country as quick as possible. She's a drain on us. We don't need her here. She's got no- nothing to offer this country at all. Just being seven feet two is not enough, I'm afraid, to be in this country. She claims she's had things thrown at her. Her mother says, no, she hasn't. Mm. I'd rather be inclined to believe the mother. And Emmerdale's hottest villain, Kane Dingle, is returning. Who? Kane. Oh, do you not watch Emmerdale? No. Not ah. a soap fan, I'm afraid. Really? No. What do you no. watch, then, on telly? Well, you know, films and bit of entertainment <laughs> programmes and Border Force at the moment. I really like that one. And immigration. Border Force? Yeah, it's all these sort of fly-on-the-wall documentaries about people's professions. I like things like that. Oh, right. Other people's professions. Ice Road Truckers, for example. Oh, you're oh, joking. I would, I would love to do that job. That's rubbish. It is not. How dare you say such you, a the thing? The only reason you're watching it is you're hoping they're actually going to fall through the ice. No, not at all. I would, I would love to do that job. Really? Seriously, I would love one season to go. Okay, let's all save up and get him out there to be an ice road. Have you actually trucker. watched it? I've watched little bits. It looks boring. Oh, it's not. It's, it's a typical really Channel Five dull program. Minus fifty at night. Actually, the good news is you heard the other day what? they've axed the Trisha show. <laughs> we just need Jeremy Kyle <laughs> to go, and that'll be good. Jeremy Terry Wogan won't go, unfortunately. Sorry, Jeremy Kyle won't. No, go. it won't. But it should do because it's rubbish. The Too people on there are just it. disgusting. It, it, it is a disgusting program. But uh, Terry Wogan was back with a quiz the other day. A boring quiz, Was I'm it? afraid. It's a bit dull. Mm. It's a bit dull. You know, lovely though he is, it's, it is a little bit dull, I'm afraid. Sharon Osbourne was very rude to Danny Minogue, uh, t- saying that she only wanted to get together with Simon Cowell and she'd had surgery. This is rich from the woman who's been pulled inside out. Sharon yeah. Osbourne. I think Sharon's lost the plot She's a little bit. She's just doing it to get some attention now. It's ridiculous. Yeah, uh, interesting. Uh, and guess who's picture of the paper today? Miss Lorenzo and Miss Burke. This is Alexandra Burke. And, uh, and her friend Ruth Lorenzo, soaking mm-hmm. up the sun on their holiday in Mauritius. Aww. And they say these uh, celebrities look, you know, well on their way. Unfortunately, they'll have made no money whatsoever. I don't really think of them as celebrities. No, they're not celebrities. They're not. Alexandra sang Hallelujah. That's the only hit single she's had. And she'll have earned peanuts. Absolute peanuts. She won't have earned... Uh, Sang it, didn't write it. Nothing no, exactly. to do with that. Nothing. She'll just didn't have a fee. It. Like all of those on the X Factor tour we discovered the other day, £100 they're on a show. Yeah, I can believe that. One of them was 250 and we said, yeah, that would be right. By the time you put the musicians... Is it five shows a week? Uh, this is the tour. Yes. I don't know. Are they doing every... Cause it, I don't know. But, every the, but the cost of putting that show on would be enormous, so they'd just be on a fee. Of course they would. doing it, and should be grateful. And they've been signed in the contract when they first signed up. Have you ever heard of Mark Lawson? Mm, no. Okay. Go on. He's a former Newsnight Review presenter, and uh, he thinks that Jonathan Ross should find a way to leave the BBC. Right. And he says he will find it pretty unbearable when he returns to work next week. Uh, he says he probably has the biggest PR problem any TV person has had. It's a shame, actually, isn't it? Because the other one, uh, Russell Brand, is just sticking two fingers up to it and getting on with things. Well, I don't know if he's even sticking two fingers up. He's just getting on with everything. Yeah. Well... I've never heard of people being suspended for three months, but Jonathan Ross was. Can he get back in there? Uh, he's been told to tone down his smutty comments, uh, and that will leave him as a shadow of his former self. So a lot of people say that he won't he won't make it back again. Well, it'll be interesting to see how that first show... I think, I think that first show will get a lot of viewers just to see what he does. Well, just to... You know, the trouble is it's Stephen Fry, it's Lee Evans, and they say a load of other people who haven't turned up. 
Yes, well, there's a bit of conflict on that. You, oh, you I don't the believe them. the BBC go? No, of course. People, yeah. of course, are always going to turn up in that show. It's the BBC, that's why. Yes, exactly. It's got nothing to do with the presenter. But, he, but being smutty is part of it. Of course it is. That's, that's Jonathan Ross. No. But so if he's told to tone that down, and no innuendo, no... I mean, some of it has been quite disgusting. But how many people were smiling when he got suspended that inside the industry? Because they know how obnoxious he can be at times. Yeah. But that, that's part of it. I mean, of course I, it is. I love that like part that. of it. In fact, if, if you don't actually provoke some sort of reaction with people, you're quite clearly not doing your job very well. And you disappear into the into the Yes, into the disappear mists. completely. I like Jonathan Ross. Yes, oh, I, I, I do as well. I think he, he's got a problem with this one. Uh, which is the pick of the hymns for couples planning their wedding? Say that one. Oh, pick of the hymns. Pick of the hymns. So, in other words, there you are, planning your wedding, and the hymn you're going to pick is... No idea. Amazing Grace, apparently. Oh, really? Amazing Grace. I would have thought that would be the last one you want. It's a bit slow, isn't it? Apparently, it was named as the number one hymn on a Church of England wedding planner website. Uh, Amazing Grace is followed closely by Make Me a Channel of Your Peace. Make me a channel of your peace. See, how do I know that and you don't know that? I've never even heard of it. How? That, now, that is bizarre. You usually know all of them. I don't know that one. Make me a channel of your peace. You're just making it up, I'm not. You? I'm, I, you absolutely I, know it. I, I've I never heard of right, it. Go on, next one. Well, the last one, well, only this three, all things bright and beautiful. Yes, but we But not for a one. wedding. Not for a wedding, all things bright and beautiful. How naff. And also, make me a channel for your peace for a wedding. What's that supposed to be? Yes, well, they, they don't That's know what hymns to choose these days, do they? Yeah, well, they should do. I'm, I'm going to a wedding at the end of the, uh, the month. Yes, you are. And apparently, the last song we're singing is Jerusalem. Oh, I like that song. You like well, that song? Well, I like it too, but I mean, I'm not sure that everybody's going to sing. Oh, by the way, talking of, of odd-looking things, having worked with Jeff Stelling for years and years, what the dickens have they done to him on Countdown? This makeover, he appears to be wearing somebody else's teeth. I can't work out if he's been Botoxed or not. But he does look particularly odd. No, not a jammy dodger for me, no. No, I diet. wasn't giving you one, I was giving them back. Oh, was there any one in there? Yeah. Better take it with you, I think. Oh, fine. But uh, Je if you haven't seen Jeff Stelling, the girl's okay, little bit wishy-washy, little bit wishy-washy, uh, but Jeff just looks a little bit odd. His eyes are half open, and, and he appears to be, as I say, having somebody else's teeth. Oh, nice. It doesn't quite look right. <laughs> he looks as though they've Botoxed him, so he looks a little bit fatter in the face. And the humour is not, not coming over at this precise moment. Anyway, sadly, uh, enough from, uh, from Alan Dodgen. Very funny today, as per usual. I, I thought I was exceptionally funny today, actually. Great. Lovely. Lovely to see you. See you soon? Yeah, you certainly will. Next with you after the news, which is next on 97.3. Celebrating 55 years